Okay, Sooner Nation, how are we feeling? Kansas stuns Oklahoma in Lawrence, Kansas, ending Oklahoma's 18-game win streak over the Jayhawks. And this one hurts. And uh, I was trying to think back to last season. And quite honestly, I could not think of a game that hurt worse than this one. It was brutal. I found out that there's a lot of Jayhawk fans out there, whether they're bandwagon fans or whatever. But Sooner Nation, I want to know how you guys are feeling because I've seen Twitter. I've seen some screenshots of message boards. Uh, I've gotten a DM. I've been tagged in stuff. And it's not pretty out there. And we're going to talk about Jeff Lebby here. We're going to talk about him closer to the end of the video. So make sure you stay tuned or you guys can jump to that. But I specifically want to talk about this game today. And I want to talk about the performance from the players first before we get into the coaches. And ideally, you don't want your quarterback starting off the game with the first score being a pick six. I mean, ideally, you don't want your third quarterback throwing a pick at all. But Dylan Gabriel throwing that pick six at the beginning of the game gave Kansas a lot of momentum. And then to think Oklahoma couldn't capitalize and Kansas goes up 14 to nothing. I mean, it really felt like from that point, actually, let me rephrase this, Oklahoma came back and scored. And I felt like Oklahoma was starting to maybe get some momentum because it was 7-14, to 14, you made Kansas punt, and then you had the lightning delay. Now, Oklahoma comes out of the lightning delay, scores twice, and then Kansas gets a field goal. It's 21-17, to 17, but you kneel and you don't try to score at the end of the first half. And we're going to get to that in a second in terms of the coaches and the play call, but in the first half, you didn't play a terrible game. I mean, you held Kansas to 17 points. You went out there and got yourself 21 in a rain delay, which shifted momentum from you. But in the second half, I felt like Kansas came out with all of the momentum in that game, with less fans, and I felt like we weren't making adjustments. Is that fair to say? I mean, maybe we made adjustments in the fourth quarter when we said, You're, we are going to make you pass the ball. We're not going to let you get easy runs anymore. Which is kind of what we should have been doing the whole game. And specifically, I want to point out a player, and this is not a player bashing, but Key Lawrence. He had a busted coverage at one point. He missed a bunch of arm tackles. I don't know why we're doing arm tackles. And he dropped an interception, one that could have turned the tide of this game in favor of Oklahoma to win it. And it's not solely on his fault. I mean, shoot, Danny Stutzman leaves the game. I think that was probably the turning point to say Oklahoma's losing this game. Because when Danny Stutzman left this game, it was obvious the leadership on the field went away. 
there was nobody to step up on that defensive side of the ball to be a leader. And that is no knock on any of these defensive players outside of Danny Stutzman. Because some people just don't have it in them to be a leader. But the fact that not a single person, not even some of these seniors, could step up and be the force that Oklahoma needed like Danny Stutzman is. I was really hoping Jaron Kanak would do that. I was hoping he was going to step up. And I don't feel like Oklahoma had that, which is why you saw Kansas run over Oklahoma in the second half. There was a part of me that I'm watching this game and I'm thinking, surely they're going to put it together, right? Surely we're going to see Oklahoma squeeze out another win. We'll get into Bedlam and we'll figure it out. But unfortunately, this is how it goes. And I think USC is having this problem. You can't win every close game. They're going to come back to bite you. And for all these people that are acting like Kansas is not a good team, or, oh my gosh, we lost to Kansas, I could see that argument if this was three or four years ago. But this is the Kansas Jayhawks with Lance Leipold as their head coach. A guy that is... Won championships at Division II. Came up to Georgia State. Made them relevant. And then said, I'm going to come to Kansas. And I'm going to turn this program around. Last season. Had one of their best seasons in a long time. This season, they're 6-2. and two With a marquee win over Oklahoma. Last year, you had the marquee win over Texas. Kansas is back. We talked about Texas being back. No, KU is back. They're not just a basketball school anymore. Now, this isn't to say Kansas is going to go out there and compete for playoffs, national championships. Maybe they can get to New York's New, York's New Year's Six Bowl in the next year or two. It's not going to be this year. Kansas could be a team that runs this conference when Oklahoma and Texas leave. I mean, they had their second-string quarterback and Jason Bean being a leader in this team. So, I look at it from Oklahoma, and I say, some of our players could have played better. Tawi Walker was a bright spot in this game. Like, I, I want to give Tawi Walker the praise he deserves here. 23 carries, 146 yards, 6.3 average, one touchdown. His longest run is 28 yards. Gavin Sawchuck got six carries. I felt like Gavin Sawchuck should have got more, but he had 19 yards for a 3.2 average. You got to see a little bit of Javante Barnes, five carries, 17 yards, 3.4 average. So outside of Tawi Walker, again, all your running backs are average. They're not that, they, they're not what we thought they would be. And this is where I'm going to get into my coaches for a second. This is where I'm going to start asking questions. DeMarco Murray and Jeff Levy, why are we not giving Dalen Smothers and Caleb Hicks a chance? I get it. Gavin Sawchuck and Javante Barnes, they need reps. If that's the case, then they need to be out on the field more. And you need to, I don't know what we need to do to help these running backs understand the Kennedy Brooks mindset to waiting for a hole to develop. 
That's what they need to do. If they do that, I guarantee you they'll be gosh darn successful. I'm tired of saying week in and week out, oh, well, this will be the week. Oh, you gets it together. I'm tired of saying it. Put out running backs. If these guys aren't getting it done because they just don't have the confidence in the foot or the hamstring, redshirt them. Give them an opportunity and practices and scrimmages to get their feet underneath them and not lose a year. And maybe start some of these true freshmen and give themselves an opportunity to prove themselves. And maybe you might just find something else. This is not a knock on Sawchuck or Barnes. I get it. They're coming back from injuries. They might not have their feet under them. But my goodness, you got to do something else if they can't get it together. Let the give them more time and practices and scrimmages and just give them a red shirt. And then I got to talk about Jeff Lebby. And you all know I have been a Jeff Lebby supporter. I have backed him. I can't back him up today after the play calling performance that he gave Oklahoma. Because it was bad. It's third and 12 and you're running the ball. Why are you not putting the ball in your best players' hands to get it to some of your other best players, like Nick Anderson. Why are we only... Why does Austin Stogner only have one reception? Why did Drake Stoops only have four receptions? Dylan Gabriel only threw the ball 19 times. Seven of those passes came in the fourth or in that last drive. He only had 14 completions, 171 yards. Didn't have a single passing touchdown. You're telling me that Dylan Gabriel could not throw in that wind. You were, it seems like Jeff Levy was scared of the secondary. Which I get being scared of Kobe Bryant because he's actually probably their best DB. But there's other guys that you can target on that field. And why Dylan Gabriel didn't get more opportunities when they let Jason Bean throw it 32 times is absolutely beyond me. Because outside of Tawi Walker, you really didn't have a run game. And if you knew that was going to be the case, then you should have let Dylan Gabriel throw the ball. I guarantee you, you let Dylan Gabriel throw the ball. And, and mind you, not even just throw the ball. What is up with Jeff Levy not even throwing the ball deep since he lost Andrell Anthony? Have you all noticed that? Please tell me you have. Jeff Levy is not throwing the ball deep since we lost Andre Anthony. Yet you have guys like Brennan Thompson, who again, today made an incredible deep catch for 39 yards. Now, I saw a flag come out, and I thought it was going to be offensive pass interference because I saw Brennan Thompson kind of push off a little bit so that he could turn around get some space to catch that ball. But regardless, you have guys that can go out there and catch the deep ball for you. Why are we not throwing more of the deep ball? It works. Teams have a hard time defending it against us. Not to mention, you have wide receivers like Nick Anderson, who's 6'4". What is Jaden Gibson, 6'5"? 
I just don't understand why you can't use your height. You can't use our deep pass ability to be able to beat teams. Yet, Jeff Levy receives all the criticism in the world these past two weeks. And we're going to walk into Stillwater, and I guarantee you this man is going to call one of the best playing play call games of his life. That's what happens. Jeff Levy is inconsistent as me making chocolate chip cookies because I can't, I'll tell you, I guess I can't bake. I'm serious though. Jeff Levy is inconsistent. And I don't want to say he's unreliable as an offensive coordinator, but it feels like he's unreliable because you don't know what you're going to get week in and week out. We have yet to see multiple weeks in a row where Jeff Levy has called great games. In Texas, I think you could have beat Texas by 14 to 17 points if you call that game a little differently on the offensive side of the ball. And I know a lot of people were worried last week about UCF. You take out those chunk plays that UCF got, which were a couple of them, and then this is a very different game for Oklahoma. But all of the all of the problems in that UCF game come back to not being able to run the ball. Now, whether that's a DeMarco Murray problem and the running backs, I don't know. But it comes back. Every single one of those problems in the UCF game, I can come back and tell you that was because of the running backs, and here's why. The defense was out there too much that game, which is why they gave up big chunk plays at points. They were becoming tired. And luckily, you just wore UCF down in the fourth quarter. They didn't have the competitive depth to compete with you. So... If you're Jeff Levy, I'm not saying it's time to fire him and move on. I don't think that's the answer. I don't know who you go out there and get because I don't think you're getting a Cliff Kingsbury from USC. Who you going to go out there and get? Seth Luttrell? All I know is Oklahoma's got some problems. And for the first time in a long time, we're not talking about that on the defensive side of the ball. And in fact, the defense played a good enough game today to win you this football game. And honestly, I don't see it as the offense, the offensive players that's losing you the game. Like, they're not out there dropping passes. Yeah, the running backs could be a little better, but I really feel like it's this play calling, man. And I don't know what the answer is. But I feel like Venables needs to call Jeff Levy to his office or he needs to take this man out to breakfast and they need to figure this out and they need to talk it through. Either Levy needs to be on the damn sidelines with Joe John Finley and everybody else or he needs to get his rear end together because I'm tired of it, you're tired of it, and I'm sure these players are tired of it too. This is Oklahoma. We don't have this kind of offense. And you know what? When we lost Lincoln Riley, I expected there to be a downtrend in our offensive performance. I didn't expect it to be this bad. If this offense performs a little bit better every single game, you are a national championship contender. But with the way that this offense is playing now, I can't even tell you that this team is a New Year's Six Bowl contender. Meaning, 
Anybody you match up with in the New Year's Six Bowls, you probably lose to with this offense, with this play calling. So, yeah, those are some of my thoughts, guys. And I'm sure I'll have more Monday, and we'll try to get somebody else on to help recap the game. But these are just some of my initial thoughts about the game. And I don't know where you go. Now, if you're Oklahoma, you have bright sides. I think you've solidified Toby Walker as running back one. No, no questions asked. He is your best running back in that room. Number two, Oklahoma gets a commitment today from the four-star safety Reggie Powers. Likely will play Cheetah for us. So, Oklahoma's still hot there. You see the recruits hopping in. But, I mean, I don't know if y'all saw the tweet from Jackson Sumlin. And I'm pulling it up now. He deleted it. Basically, he said, Lebby's bringing this team down. He's bringing these offensive players down. And it's true. So, guys, I want to hear your thoughts. Sooner Nation, how we feeling? If you guys are watching this, you guys are watching it on a Sunday. I'm recording this on a Saturday night. Got an upper respiratory infection. But I think the cough medicine they gave me is helping. And I think I only coughed a couple times. So, if you guys haven't already, hit the like, hit the subscribe button. Jump down in the comments below and let me see, let me know what content you guys want to see.